Okay, we're going to make a start. Welcome, welcome. Great to see uh, loads of you back again from the last two days, so we must have been doing something right. And uh, great to see some new people as well. Obviously, people have been telling you how good it is, and you've uh, been rushing and showing you along. Um, just, just a bit of an encouragement as we get going again. Uh, God loves to join up the dots in our lives, doesn't he, and, and connect things together. And um, as, as we've been, our meetings have been superb in the main sessions. I, so last night I thought was superb. Great again this morning. Actually, be expectant. Okay, of things that God has already been saying to you, has already been moving on you. Actually, something else. So this isn't disconnected from what God has already been doing in your life. So even as you're you maybe talking in groups later, expect to have words of wisdom and words of knowledge and stuff like that for people. Don't just tell them your stories in thinking it's disconnected. All right? So we're coming on to our, our final session today. Uh, I hope you're pumped up and excited about that. So I'm, Jez is going to take us through that again. So enjoy your morning. If you've got any questions... You'll find me. I'm happy to help with and engage with you on that. But enjoy your morning. Cheers, you're on. Great, thank you. Hello, thank you so much for turning up to the Creativity and Culture Life Zone. My name is Jez. It's been my privilege to head this up this year. Um, I think it's worth me saying I am by no means an expert on creativity. Um, Jeremy Simpkins asked me if I'd be up for doing it, and I said yes, just because I'm so passionate about it. But it's likely that many of you are way more ahead in your journey uh, than I am, than some others of us are. But I think what's really exciting about this life zone is that it's nobody saying, hey, here are all the answers to creativity. Here's how you be a brilliant artist in your life. Actually, we're sort of journeying together. Uh, and yesterday in particular, I was just so blown over as I sort of chatted to some of you and heard some of your stories and heard some of the wisdom coming through. It was just incredible. So I just want to start by saying a massive, massive thank you. Now, we've got so much uh, to get through today, and there's a very real chance we won't get through all of it. Um, but that's okay, because by nature, us artist and creative type can be a little bit all over the place from time to time, and that's okay. That's not too bad. So let me just quickly recap where we've been. The first session, we looked at God's design for creativity. We had a quick look at two particular uh, blokes from Exodus 35. The Bible talks about them being filled with the Spirit to design and to be creative and to help build the tabernacle, which was the mobile version, of course, of the temple. And it was basically a dwelling place for God. And as we understand Scripture, we realize that that was a foreshadow for the church, you and I. And it's very much this idea that as artists and creative people, our abilities and our passions aren't just fancy extras, they're vital, absolutely vital in sharpening the church, in shaping the culture. And I really wanted to make that, that very plain. I wanted to encourage you, if you've been ignored over the years for whatever reason, that's not the way that we in Christ Central want it to be. And we're very excited. We think this is a new era for us, a new day where actually we start to see you making a huge difference, not just on Sunday mornings, although that would be incredible, but in your day-to-day -day life as you're out there engaging with society. There's this amazing passage in Ephesians 4. It says, the whole body builds itself up in love when each part is working properly. When each part is working properly. That includes us in all of our excitement and skills and abilities. We talked about how it can provoke wonder. It can soothe heartache. It can confront injustice. It can point to Christ. Just to name a few of the things that creativity can achieve out there in the real scary world. Uh, then yesterday, we looked at this really interesting tension that is between being people who are God-honoring in our creative skills and yet people who are 
culturally relevant. And actually, I, I started to hear some of your stories and the personal struggles and journeys and questions that you have to sort of navigate through. Uh, it was incredible. I was chatting to one lady, she might still be here this morning, who I believe she said her husband works in sort of car design and manufacturing. And sometimes he's engaging with customers who are spending a lot of money on cars. And there's that question, is that good stewardship of your finances? How comfortable am I with that sort of thing when I know that there's poverty going on in the world? And yet for a family, that means that mum can stay at home and look after the kids, which is obviously really important to them. So there's all kinds of tensions that exist like that. And I heard some things that as I was preparing, I never even went to. And it was really interesting to hear what you're going through and what you're doing. And I don't know if you noticed, but there were, no, there were no real answers from the front as we explored that session. That was never the point. It was more, have you considered this? You know, how are you getting on with that? Uh, we looked at perhaps a couple of pitfalls uh, in terms of enjoying God's creativity. Of course, there are things out there in life that are, that are harmful for us. So we don't just go out and live reckless, prodigal son-esque lives. We recognize that the Bible talks about whatsoever is pure whatsoever is blameless and praiseworthy and excellent and noble and true. And obviously, nor do we want to worship these good things. We want to thank God for them. We enjoy them and then we worship God and thank God for them. So today, we want to be a little bit more practical and sort of ask the question, well, where do we go from here? What happens next? Now, we can't dictate exactly what happens next. That's your individual journey, it's your story, with your passions and your creativity. But certainly we could probably explore some principles and values together. So that's what we're going to try and do. Um, Before I go any further, just quickly remind you, we've got a sign-up sheet here. Because what we're hoping to do is set up something of a Facebook group or an email thread so we can keep in touch with each other. Maybe there'll be events or interesting articles or stories to share. Uh, Also, we'll make all of these talks available on the Facebook page. They'll also probably be available on the Devoted page. It's not like we have exclusive rights to them or anything. But if you are interested in keeping in touch, please do come and share some of your details. Basically, your name, your creative interest, so why you're here and what what you're excited about, your church and city, and quite crucially, an email address. Okay, so here we go. Basically, we've compiled a list of about five values and principles that we're going to look at today and explore together. Now, it's not just a compilation of my thoughts. It's a compilation of loads of different thoughts. I've chatted to loads of different people. One chap in particular, a guy called Johnny Meller. You might know him. He's the guy behind Sputnik magazine, uh, which is something that's very active happening in Catalyst. I know that Catalyst isn't Christ Central, but it is still part of the New Frontiers family, and that's okay. That's all right for us to be excited about what those guys are doing too. We're still part of the family. Um, And in fact, we'll talk a little bit more about Johnny Meller uh, in a little bit because actually some of the things he's involved with is very exciting and I think there's opportunity for us to get involved. But let's, let's get started then. The first principle to look at, stay close to the creator. If you want your creativity to be at its best, stay close to the creator. I almost missed this one out because I think we get so caught up in all of the doing that we can sometimes neglect our own emotional health and how we're surviving. Staying close to the creator is really important. I mean, it just stands to reason, doesn't it? If we want to sharpen our creativity, we need to be close to the one who gave us those skills and interests and passions in the first place. So it's it's an important question. How is your devotional life doing? How's it going? 
Invest into that. It's absolutely vital. There's a, an incredible quote from a chap called Michael Gungle. He's from the band Gungle, uh, and he's written a book called The Crowd, The Critic, and The Muse, and it's a brilliant book. I'll talk a tiny bit about it later, uh, but this is what it says. Our art does not exist apart from our values or philosophies. It does not transcend our views of God, the universe, or ourselves. It comes directly from them. Our deepest values and beliefs are like the roots of a tree. Everything we think, say, and create is filtered through them and influenced by them. Yet we as creators tend to be more mindful of the fruit than the tree. If the fruit is rotten, we tend to criticize the apple rather than looking at the branches from which the apple fell, the roots of the tree, or the soil from which the tree draws nourishment. Our art is a product of who we are. If we think the fruit needs to be sweeter, bigger, more nourished, we must pick up our watering can and our pruning shears and turn our eyes not just to the fruit, but to the very tree and its roots, to the soil that we are planted in and the nutrients that we draw our inspiration from. How is your walk with God going? Are you tending to the soil, to the tree, to the nourishment? And working alongside that, actually, I think it's really good for us to fill our lives with creativity. Spend time with the creator, but fill our lives with creativity. And not just the same creativity that you're interested in. So if you're a songwriter, don't just fill your life with songs. Fill your life with all manner of God's glorious goodness, all manner of God's common grace. Do you remember we looked at that yesterday, this idea that God has made many beautiful things for us to enjoy and cherish. And actually, as you fill your life with those things, it inspires you. Um, In February, no, in April rather, I had the huge privilege of taking my wife out to celebrate her 30th birthday. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the Fat Duck restaurant, Heston Blumenthal. Uh, It's a three Michelin star, and it was far too expensive for me ordinarily. Um, But I'd saved up for months and months and months. A number of friends and family members who I pretty much pestered uh, helped out financially with that too. There was no sort of blackmailing or anything like that, but I I wasn't a million miles away from it either. Um, And it was just great to be able to take her. It was something she'd talked about for ages um, she'd always wanted to go. I'm not really a foodie. I don't really get that excited. I kind of eat to survive, which is why I'm as skinny as I am, just sort of get by. Um, but she loves uh, great food. So we went there, and um, it was all based on storytelling. It was all about the nostalgia of a family holiday. And there were some dishes that were literally that big, and it was a, a bite and just a quick flavor, and it was gone. And then there was a dish which was all about the seaside, and there was sand in the glass dish, and uh, sort of fish and sea foamy type substances and the textures it was mind-blowingly brilliant but what really jumped out at me was how I felt as I left that evening I was inspired I was full up I was tired because you you get a bit tired don't you when you've got a full stomach you sort of think oh I could do a nap now Uh, but I was so creatively inspired now I'm not a cook those people who know me well will attest to that fact But my creativity juices were flowing just because of Heston Blumenthal's creativity in his cooking. I promise you, filling your life with other people's creativity will inspire you in your own creativity. That meal did my belly good, but it did my soul good. Here's another Michael Gungle quote. It's a really good book. Part of what it means to be fully alive is to fully experience the beauty of existence. That includes experiencing a full range of emotions in response to the sights, sounds, smells, and tastes of this good world. Stay close to the creator. Invest 
in enjoying other people's creativity and all the goodness that God has given us. Number two, consider your subject matter. Consider your subject matter. As Christians who are so inspired by Jesus giving himself on the cross and the resurrection, it would be obvious for that to be our subject matter. As a songwriter, you might want to write songs about the cross and about resurrection. As a painter, you might want to do a similar thing. And of course, we need people to do that, don't we? Those things are vital to us. But we mustn't let that be all that we do. We mustn't let that be all that we do. Let's just remind ourselves quickly of a quote that we shared in the first session from H.R. Rookmaker. In concentrating on saving souls alone, we've forgotten that God is the God of life and that the Bible teaches people how to live and how to deal with our world, God's creation. The gospel has got lots to say about all of life. There's nothing that's off the table in terms of topic. It's not that we just look at gospel subject matter. It's that we look at all subject matter through a gospel lens. Our worldview is a different one, isn't it? But we need to be able to consider all things because the world needs songs about justice. The world needs films about selfless parenting. The world needs poems about kindness. The world needs all of those things. Essentially, our art needs to be of an excellent standard with gospel undertones through a gospel narrative. One of my heroes has got to be C.S. Lewis with regards to this. He was incredible, wasn't he? The Chronicles of Narnia. Think of the impact that's still having. Remember that the silver chair is hitting our cinema screens at the end of this year. Yeah, yes it is. I know. It is exciting. Years later, it's still having a difference. Now, as I was thinking about this, I was wondering, would it have had a similar effect if C.S. Lewis had just written about the cross and the resurrection? It might have done, but he so skillfully used allegory and metaphor I was chatting to somebody uh, yesterday who said, actually, he didn't even set out to do that. Such was his his mind, such was his perspective and his mindset. It just came out of him. It just became part of the story. And yet it's had such an impact. Transitioning from having gospel as our subject matter to using a gospel lens to address all subject matter, that transition is quite challenging, I think. I think that's quite difficult. So if you're used to doing just the first, that's great. Carry on doing that. But if you want to sharpen and move to the other, then point three is quite helpful for you. Commit to honing your craft. Commit to honing your craft. I think it's fair to say it doesn't matter how good you are, you're probably not the finished article. There's probably still some way to go. There's probably still things that we can learn. And I think, actually, there are four really practical things that we can do to hone our craft. The first one, we've already mentioned, stay close to the creator. Just make that point again, because it's vital. The second one, why not consider a formal qualification? Why not consider really investing in it? I imagine that you're here because you're serious about this. But how serious are you? Because that's worth looking into. Getting a formal qualification, an art degree, drama school. Creative writing masters, music theory. There are literally hundreds of ways in which you can do this if you're serious. The next one, work collaboratively. This can be really (laughs) nerve-wracking. Sharing your vulnerable ideas with other people can be terrifying, but often chatting with somebody else helps you to see where you've been blindsided by your weaknesses. Sometimes we get so caught up, don't we, in the things that we're excited about 
in the song or the film or the story or whatever, that it's easy to miss the areas for improvement. And sometimes working collaboratively could be a great way of getting better in your own skill and getting better in terms of that particular piece of art that you're doing. Now, whilst we're talking about this, let me just remind you of Johnny Meller. Uh, as I mentioned, he's from the Catalyst branch of the family. He heads up a network of artists known as Sputnik. And their goal is to encourage artists of all disciplines using their skills to shape the culture we live in. It's exactly what we're talking about this weekend. That's exactly what we're going on about. Their website is this, sputnikmagazine.co.uk. And they've got a particular event coming up on Saturday the 8th of October. I think it's all right for us to go to that, even though that we're Christ Central. Mainly because we haven't got an event like that yet. So let's use theirs. We might as well, until we get one going. And I think it's going to be fantastic. It's essentially for people who are already professional artists in whatever context. Now, when I say artists, let's not limit our understanding. That can be a graphic designer. That can be an interior designer. That can be a cake decorator. Anything. Anything that involves some kind of artistic creativity, it's for you. So if you're interested, I'd encourage you to go to that website, sputnikmagazine.co.uk. Uh, I reckon it's going to be a brilliant day. And then finally, within this section of honing your craft, another great thing to do is just to seek out critical feedback. Be deliberate in it. Seek out critical feedback. Not just people who will say, oh, yeah, that's lovely. Isn't that good? Oh, and I really like that chord progression. That's beautiful. No, somebody who will be honest with you. Someone like Dave. <laughs> who's very honest with me in my songwriting, which is great. It's helpful. Somebody who you know has got your good at heart, but somebody who will tell you the truth. One of my favorite proverbs, Proverbs 27, verse 6, better are the wounds of a friend than the kisses of flattery from an enemy. I've been working for UCB for nearly four years, United Christian Broadcasters, uh, which isn't ages, obviously, but I've already noticed a few things. Those who seek out critical feedback those who are hungry to improve, those that have the humility and common sense to recognize they've still got some learning to do, they're the ones that always perform better in the long run. They just get better. They just get better and better at what they're doing. They're also less likely to be divas. And sadly, they do exist. Even in Christian music, you'd be surprised. Uh, number four, art in the marketplace. Oh. This is a big issue for me. I'm excited about this one. We want to see God-glorifying, God-celebrating art actually making a difference. Not just in our church gatherings, but out there in the real world where people need to taste the gospel. As we talked about in the first session, art that provokes wonder, art that soothes heartache, art that confronts injustice, art that points to Christ. But if we're only ever displaying this kind of creativity on a Sunday morning, then our reach is going to be limited. Push yourself outside of the four walls of your church. Perform at local open mic nights. Approach cafes to put on exhibitions. Join writing groups. Enter short story competitions. Join local improv groups. Attempt local comedy nights and competitions. Staying within the church will cause your gift to shrink. That's a direct quote from Johnny Meller, incidentally. He said that and he was very blunt with it, but I liked it. Staying within the church will cause that gift to shrink. Why? Because it was never intended to stay just within the church. It was never intended to stay just there. Number five, don't compromise. Don't compromise. There could be loads to say here, and I think it's all completely biblical. But you are unique. 
Nobody else has the exact makeup of creativity, passion, perspective, experience that you have. No one else can create art in the way that you do. Your contribution is of significant value. Significant value. And whilst it's brilliant to seek out critical feedback, as we've just said, at the same time, don't be too influenced that you stop being who you are. Because that's happened. I see that happening in Christian music quite a lot. So many Christian artists or groups see what other groups have done, and they think, oh yeah, I'll do some of that. That seems to work for those. But then, of course, it's not original anymore. Then, of course, it's not themselves anymore. Hillsong, hugely successful. What they do works really, really well. But if we all try and do the same thing as that, then we're not being ourselves. We're not being original. We're not, we're not exercising our creative muscles in the same way. It becomes secondhand. It becomes a bit bland. Be yourself. Make art that you're passionate about. Art that grabs hold of your heart and shakes it about. Don't just perpetuate a formula that you think other people want to see. Don't be unhealthily yoked to other people's expectations of you. Don't be unhealthily yoked to other people's expectations of you. And we're just coming to an end with this bit now, but this is a bit that I'm especially excited about. Be comfortable with breaking rules. Be comfortable with breaking rules. You understand what I'm saying there. You know I'm not trying to cause anarchy. But be comfortable with breaking rules. Sometimes we feel we ought to stick within the traditional boundaries. Oh, you can't play that chord there. It's unexpected. You can't write poetry with that kind of subject matter. You can't write a book about child sex trafficking, as we heard yesterday. Be comfortable with breaking the rules. Here's another Gungor quote. Actually, before I get to the Gungor quote, let me share you a story that I meant to share yesterday but completely forgot. Uh, and I nearly forgot it again. We had Andy Kind with us, uh, comedian Andy Kind. And we first came across Andy Kind as Grace Church Stoke-on-Trent when we were putting on a comedy night. Now, we've been uh, running with this kind of strategy where we put on a, an excellent social event. Those who might be interested in finding out more about Jesus are more comfortable, perhaps, coming to a social event. They come along, get to know people. It's a little bit easier for them, therefore, to come to like an alpha launch or a guest service or, or whatever you, you plan to do. So we were talking as an events team. What could we do? What kind of event would be great? Uh, and we thought, why not a comedy night? And I'd heard of this guy, Andy Kind. So we got in touch with Andy, uh, and that, that started to, to get organized. And then we had this really crazy idea. Again, this links in with the idea of being comfortable to break rules. We thought, why not put on a free bar? And a few people in the team went, um, is that a good idea? Free bar, free alcohol? Won't people just get wasted and ruin the event? Possibly. But how cool would it be to blow their expectations of what church does? That could be quite fun. And I, I like a bit of controversy anyway. I like to play around with what's okay. And uh, eventually we decided, let's do it. And I had a chat with our two elders, who happen to be here right now, <laughs> Michael and Dave. And I remember to this day that there was a little bit of hesitance. I think they'll be all right with me saying that. A little bit uncomfortable with the idea. I sort of kept pushing it. Come on, I think it could be good. I think it could work. So we got Grace Church to stockpile a whole load of alcohol. Basically said from the front one Sunday morning, just go and buy loads of alcohol, bring it in, and then we're just going to give it away. Just going to give it away. And some people, again, were like, what? And other people were like, yes, this is great. Let's do that. 
So we had a huge amount of alcohol. There was loads left afterwards. It's actually a little bit like uh, the building of the tabernacle where Moses said to the Israelites, we need everything that you've got. And the people of God were so generous. Moses then had to say, okay, enough, stop, stop, no more. I had to do that on a Sunday morning. I had to say, we don't need any more alcohol. (laughs) We've got loads. I mean, if you really want to give more, just give it straight to me. That's fine. (laughs) Anyway, long story short, because I could go on about this for ages and we haven't got time. Um, One particular guy turned up specifically because of the free bar. His son had made a friendship with another guy in our church. And this particular guy, Mark, was on a downward spiral. He was violent. He was becoming an alcoholic. He was depressed. He was looking for ways to end his life. It was, it was a bad situation. And his son said, kind of out of desperation, Dad, do you want to come to a Christian comedy night? Mark said, no, not really. And Steve kept hounding him and eventually said, Dad, there'll be a free bar. And Mark said, great, I'll be there. I'm just going to get drunk. And that was his plan. Now, Andy is a brilliant comedian. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, at Andy Kind Comedy, if you want to do an event and invite him. I prom- he's so recommended from us, so recommended. Uh, but Andy didn't even talk about Jesus. He just, he just provided excellent comedy. He's honed his craft. He's been doing this for many years. He's very good at what he does. But Mark became a Christian that night. Free alcohol. <laughs> comedy doesn't mention Jesus. Comedy is a little bit controversial sometimes because Andy, again, likes to break the rules a little bit and play around with what's okay, but in a good, creative, godly way, I would suggest. And Mark becomes a Christian. The next day, not next day, the next Sunday, because it was a Friday night, the next Sunday, he gets filled with the Spirit. He's in the car park chatting to the guy who had befriended his son, and he was saying, I don't know what's going on. Can you explain what is happening to me? Long story short, his whole family gets involved with Grace Church. Him and his wife renew their wedding vows. The whole family is a massive part of our church. Mark is now getting involved in our evangelistic strategy as a church. Uh, One of his friends, lifelong friends, friends for about 40 years, I think, is a guy called Michael. He gets saved and added to our church, goes through the Alpha course, because he's so impacted by what's happened to Mark and his family. And this all comes about, ultimately because of the sovereignty of God, but also because we were willing to break a few rules. Anyway, let me go to that Michael Gungor quote. An argument could be made that you are not producing good art until you infringe upon some of your culture's rules and expectations. Perhaps artists in a culture are like prophets in ancient Israel, calling for society to repent and reimagine itself. All great human achievement or cultural advancement comes from people stepping out of the traditional and expected courses. The music that many of us love today would never have been created had not composers like Beethoven and Wagner broke the rules that had been set out for them. This is how innovation works. Somebody breaks a rule, steps outside of the expected box. Eventually, that unexpected action becomes the new norm, the new box, until somebody else comes along and breaks the new set of rules. The role of the creator is an inherently precarious one, he finishes. And then let's finish with this quote for now. Pablo Picasso. I love this. Learn the rules like a pro so you can break them like an artist. Learn the rules like a pro so you can break them like an artist. Stay close to the creator. Consider your subject matter. Commit to honing your craft. Art in the marketplace. And don't, whatever you do, compromise. Okay, I'm very excited now to be able to welcome up Rachel... 
Uh, we're going to have a quick chat with Rachel if she's all right to make her way to the front. Now, I, I phoned Rachel probably five or six weeks ago, something like that, and uh, just chatted to her because she's somebody, you see, who's taken her creative skill and started to run with it and started to make a difference with it. And I thought, actually, it'd be really good to chat to her and see hear a bit more of her story. But as I was talking to her on the phone, I felt myself getting really excited by her passion, and it was just great, a great little conversation. So I'm really excited to be able to spend some time with you now, Rachel, chatting. Before we go any further, who are you, where are you from, and what do you do? Okay, um, I'm a digital designer, and I live in Salford, and I go to Christ Central Manchester. Excellent stuff. Now, you've got a particularly great story, I think, and a, pati- a particular in- initiative that we're going to hear about. But... How did you get into graphic design in the first place and why are you so passionate about it? Okay, so I didn't do graphic design at uni. Um, To some degree, I am self-taught. Basically, I had a number of call centre jobs um, after I left uni. I did visual arts at uni and um, I ended up working in a call centre that was a start-up that were just promoting loads of people. So there was a junior design job and I went for it and surprisingly got it. So that's how I entered it. Now, we were talking before this Life Zone and Rachel said, I'm not sure my story is particularly interesting in terms of how I went from not being a graphic designer to being a graphic designer. Do you still want us to share it? And I said yes, because sometimes it isn't a big voice from heaven, is it? Sometimes it's not trumpet sounds. Yes, you will be a songwriter. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't work like that, especially not for me. And sometimes it is just a sort of fairly, perhaps arguably boring, transition into something. And then you find yourself there, and you find yourself getting very excited about this particular thing. Then you find that actually you're pretty good at it. And sometimes it's as simple as that. And I really love that that's your story, because I think that will relate to so many people. We're going to have a quick listen to you talk about Papa's Girl in a minute, which is particularly uh, important to you and particularly exciting. But have you got any stories about how God has used your creativity in the secular marketplace? Okay, so um, about, well, pre-turning 30, I kind of felt this big itch to um, break out of just employment and go start a business, so become a freelance graphic designer. Um, and there was quite, a, I guess, an extended period where I was doing multiple projects, a, a real mix of clients, um, and doing a lot of juggling. And it came to about probably four years ago where I was just a bit worn out, and I just kind of said to um, the Lord, do you know what, Lord? I just want to commit to doing one project at a time but kick it up a gear and let's just focus on just working purely with household names. And I feel um, that sort of slight wrestle with God um, and wanting to simplify my business, um, God massively honoured it. So um, I kind of transitioned and started working, doing some project work for Asda. Sorry, I'm going to name drop some brands now. Other supermarkets uh, <laughs> are available. Um, Ra- radio training. <laughs> <Good little time. laughs> Um, working for Asda, um, I did a long stint with Bupa, um, did quite a good stint with Late Rooms as well. Um, and then I, this year, I'd started to do um, a bit of a 
topsy-turvy pitch um, talking about failure when I did a presentation to a new client. And the failure stories that I have are about God's ridiculous level of favor where I've quoted for stuff but not won the job. Mm. So I did a, um, a quote for a French global beauty brand, not Chanel, but maybe someone in that sort of similar level, um, and also um, a quote for Google. And wow. those two pictures didn't come off, but I'm literally a one-woman band, and I work in Salford. So um, that was just the grace of God on mm. that situation. Um, yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah, that's yeah. great, yeah. And I think what's really important to note with these sorts of things is there are good news stories, and there are not bad news, but moments when it doesn't quite go to plan. I think that's, that's real life, isn't it? Sometimes we focus a bit too much on all the success and neglect to focus on the fact that sometimes it just doesn't work. Oh, well, probably the caveat, to the footnote to that little saga is because I've talked about failure, that has actually won, being able to mention those jobs that didn't work out has definitely opened doors for some really good clients that I'm working with this year. Excellent. So that that did there come out go. of that, yeah. Just another quick thing, that just whilst we're, we're chatting. I, I actually think risk-taking is a massive part of mm. creativity. And um, I really felt God speak to me about this quite recently. If you're not ever failing, if you're not ever making a mistake, you're probably, probably not taking as many risks as you could be. If you're not taking as many risks as you could be, probably you're not stepping out in creativity as much as you could be. That's not gospel. It's just a, a thought that I had, um, which encouraged me. Right, enough, I agree. Of, <laughs> enough of me talking. Tell us about your Papa's Girl initiative, and I think we've got a slide to help as well. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, so predominantly, I would say my day-to-day -day looks like um, doing design. Um, so that's lots of websites, lots of campaigns, lots of hooks, lots of persuasion for people to often buy something. And about three years ago, um, I hit quite, um, I kind of would say it was creative block, but it, I'd gone from a very stable role to a very chaotic kind of work environment and, um, or, or lack of work. And I felt the way to resolve this was to upskill. And I was kind of looking at the demand of what I needed to upskill into and I thought I should sharpen up my coding skills which isn't my first love so um I kind of buckled down and got on with it but just felt really de-energized and demotivated and I just got this sense of actually a big creative outlook I want outlet that I want to explore is writing and um I, there's a, an awesome uh, savvy sassy Christian writer called Carrie Lloyd who I really recommend and at the time she was offering some Skype prayer ministry for people that wanted to step out into writing so I had a session with her and I and I explained all this thing and this kind of tension of needing to upskill and needing to do all this stuff but also this kind of weird sense of I was struggling with the fact that Lord I don't want to get to heaven and meet you face to face and you say to me what did you do Rachel and I say oh Lord I was creative, but I sold lots of widgets for other people. And she just really pointed out this thing in me about you need to know that he's not actually that bothered about that. 
and even if you did sell lots of widgets for people, that he just loves you as a, a father, not based on your performance. And that kind of opens up a whole load of stuff of really kind of learning about the father's heart and that relationship between me and him as, as father and daughter. And the writing and the ideas that I got has, has kind of come out of that. But I'm kind of, re I'm really reassured by um, what you said, Jez, about it's good to break a few rules. And as Christians, I think we get nervous and look at other types of Christian culture and feel that we should be in that sort of vernacular. But um, yes, prayeranswers.co.uk and papasgirl.co.uk are just two sites that I've recently put live. Um, and they very much are down-to-earth stories of things that God has done in my life, but quite sort of warts and all. Um, so... In a, way, in a way, I've kind of wanted to not remain, remain completely anonymous, but work under this pseudonym of Papa's Girl, um, because it is, it is quite honest about um, some of the stories um, and answers to prayer that I've, I've had. Um, but I felt there's a lot of Christian writing that is great, and there's loads of Christian writers I like, but I wondered if there's something about being quite vulnerable but also quite humorous and quite light as well and I'm I feel there's a, a whole area of social media and and kind of producing blogs that is a way of evangelizing to culture that is actually being quite refreshing and quite down to earth and and like you were saying earlier you're not necessarily quoting scripture or, or talking di that directly about Jesus but I think in honesty, there's something of a connection that people can, you know, relate to. So, um, yes. So I'd love you to um, have a look at these blogs anyway. And, and obviously, um, if you want to say hi, connect with me, that would be cool as well. Um, but yeah, that's, that's that, I think. What, what I think is really incredible, Rachel, is we've got no idea right now the impact that this is going to have in the lives of however many. But what I think is brilliant is your, your courage and your confidence just to, to go for it. So thank you, and I think we want to commend you for that. Um, if you get a chance to, just come and chat to, to Rachel. It might be that you're considering something similar, maybe not in blogging, maybe not in graphic design, but something where there's a, there's a, a burning passion and it's mixed in with a skill set of yours, a creative skill set that, that God has given you, and you're thinking, maybe I should be going down that road. Maybe there's something I should be doing. Um, have a chat with Rachel, maybe some of her courage and her Go get it attitude might inspire you. It might rub off on you. Right, thank you very much. Can we give a round of applause to Rachel? <laughs> Cheers, no worries. Thank you. Okay, so how are we doing for time? Okay, great. Got about 35-ish minutes left. Um, now, what we would normally do, as we have done the last two days, is break down into networking groups. Um, I think we'll still do that, but we're going to have a quick time of worship. Um, essentially because... As we explored in the very first session, creativity is a God-given thing. It's a spirit-given thing. Uh, looking at Bezalel and Oholiab and their specific creative skill set, God gave it to them. And I wonder if God might want to do some more things right now amongst us. And it would just be dumb, wouldn't it, to have this kind of session and then not give any time to the Holy Spirit and to God and to see what's going to happen. Um, so let's break down into our different groups. I'll explain that in a second. We may come back to exploring some questions and having some conversations and building some contacts in a moment. Uh, but let's first 
give time over to God and see what he's going to do. Just a quick reminder, if you do want to sign up your name at some point at the end, that would be great. It means we can continue to converse and continue to dialogue. Um, but we're going to break down into relevant groups, and we'll stay in those groups even as we worship. It might be that there's a great chance for you to pray for each other as well in a moment. Um, let's see if I can make sense of this. So if this makes sense to you, if this, if this strikes a chord and you're in entertainment and performance, be it acting, comedy, dancing, poetry, gigging, singing, spoken word, street art, uh, street performance, anything like that that is relevant that I may have missed, if you can go to that corner there, visual art, it could be architecture, crochet, decorating, drawing, embroidery, fashion, graphic design, landscape, gardening, painting, photography, sand art, shadow puppets, absolutely anything that is visually based. If you could go to that sort of corner over there. If none of this is relevant, just pick one that you're relatively interested in. Uh, writing, we've got articles, books, blogs, cartoons, comic books, films, magazines, novels, screenplay, script writing, songs, anything that's, that's writing based, if you could go to sort of over there, which is good because Rachel's in that direction and that's her category. Uh, not that I'm categorizing. Feel free to go with whatever you want to go with. <laughs> Wouldn't ever want to do that. Uh, food and drink, um, again, Heston Blumenthal, huge creative thing. It can be a really creative thing. Uh, baking, beer brewing, cake decorating, cocktail making, coffee roasting, cooking, spirit distilling, wine making, anything like that. If you can go into this corner here. If we can all stand to our feet, Dave, if you want to come up. Yeah. Second. Yeah, yeah. So if we, if we can start to get into those corners. Cheers. We're doing that now because just essentially it makes it a little bit easier as we start to pray for each other. Just a quick reminder as well before we get started, it's 12.45 uh, that the kids' work finishes. So if we start to overrun, if let's say the Holy Spirit does start doing some incredible things, please be mindful of time. <laughs> or just leave them there. No, don't do that. <laughs> okay, fantastic. It doesn't have to be massively strict. If you're in the same sort of area, that would be great. Uh, okay, cheers, Dave. <laughs> 